Welcome to Through the Wire, episode 14. I got the usual cast. Pierre, Yo. Mike, Derek. Through the Wire. Through the Wire, boys. If you like the show, as always, we just leave us a rating. We're trying to grow bigger and bigger. And we have, man. You look at the, the downloads. You look at the followers we're getting on Twitter. These are not just people that have been supporting me, but these are like new fans to the show completely. And it's uh, crazy to think about just like random people following in to listen to the show. Yeah, we still kind of early to me. Yeah, we were, what, three months in maybe? Yeah. People have been doing podcasts for like 10 years. Like ben yeah. Bill Simmons' podcast has been on since <laughs> as long as I can remember. Yeah, y'all done got us to two and three already. It's, it's crazy to think about, but um, shout out to y'all. Let's get into the show. So routinely on this show, we do weekly awards. So who do we think was the player of the week, the rookie of the week, yada, yada, yada. But today, since we're one month to the season, we're doing the monthly awards. So based off this first month of basketball, who's our MVP? Who's our rookie of the year, coach of the year, and et cetera, et cetera. We're going to save the best for last, so we're going to put MVP at the bottom of the show. So we'll start off with rookie of the month. Who's the rookie of the month for y'all? Hands down, Ben Simmons. I have Ben Simmons putting that on, so. Mr. Simmons. He has Laurie Marketing. No, I have Ben Simmons, too. Okay. I, I, I don't want, think anybody can argue this. Right, you yeah. Can't. I mean, on the other weeks, we try to keep it different, but we, we're going to keep it 100. Ben Simmons is the runaway for rookie of the year right now. It's not even close. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Well, basically 8 assists. Uh, Three-point percentage. Guess Can you guess his three-point percentage? Zero? Yes, he ain't taking three. <laughs> he, he's taking some threes, but they're like half-court shots, you know, at the end of the quarters oh, okay, and stuff. okay, okay, But, like, as far as in the half-court set, he has not attempted a three. Hey, I like it, Ben. You know, you, you know, you know yourself. Your, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know your game, and you plan it, and you plan it to perfection right now. Don't shoot saying, no shots until they stop you. those pick and rolls, taking those mid-range jumpers. That's, yeah, he be, he be yeah. hitting them. Yeah, that's I like that. He's not playing out his role. He know what he can do, and he do it well. And one thing he's doing that a lot of other rookies that we could probably say in this category, he's helping his team win. They're 6-5 and five right now, which is kind of unheard of for Philly basketball over the past couple of years. They got an over 500 record. So shout out to Ben Simmons, man. He, he's the guy. Yeah, shout out Twin. If y'all can do a second one. That's let's, twin. let's say second place. I'm doing Larry. That's the first guy to come to mind for you? I'm also saying Larry. Uh, you know, Lonzo Ball. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm going with Kyle that's, that's probably a nice pick. I'm going Larry marketing over Kyle Kuzma. I, I just, you know, 15 and 8. 15, something like that. He yeah. he's he was leading us in scoring last time I checked. Yeah, he had a couple of dips, twelve point games, but you know. But hey, let's let's um since we already on the Bulls, you know I got to mention them because I watch them every game. Shout out to uh, Bobby Portis, yeah, twenty point games and his two games, yeah, double doubles. I like it. And and listen, listen. When I saw the first twenty point game, you know we got this fantasy league that we do as a through the wire. I was kind of keeping it quiet that he was on my radar. I wanted to see, was his first 20-point game a fluke? Do I, do I think I should pick him up and drop somebody? But before I can pick him up, somebody already took him at this table. It's all about taking risks. Who did you drop for? Zach Levine, probably, who was out. No, uh-huh. no Zach Levine sitting on that bench quietly. I forgot. I mean, it was a no-name. It was name. nobody. It was a no-name. I thought about picking him up. I did too. Hey, y'all I, all thought about it, but I didn't want to. Take I didn't want to drop him. No, I mean, I don't want to. I didn't want exactly. yeah, to. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to drop anybody either. Even though my team is full of like average people, I still have no idea who to drop because mm-hmm. I'll have one guy like Mojan McDonavich go for thirty one night and then exactly. six the next. You know, so I don't know when uh, to I drop. Like, I love my Your team. team. Is full of those players. Yeah, I just <laughs> rot- I rotate them. I rotate them. Depending on who has a game. Like, Todd Gibson was on my team the other day. He scored 20 points and still got dropped because he didn't play last night for somebody that did. Dwayne Dabman put up 30 for me last night. I kind of just play who's playing tonight and who I, I think is I dropped John Henson just to let y'all know. John Henson. Well, you shouldn't didn't have he have a good Mike. game? 
on your team in the first place. He's been starting. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, him yeah, and his yeah, team yeah, later yeah, in the yeah. show. But uh, we'll move on to the next award, which will be Sixth Man of the Year. Jordan Clarkson. Lou Will. Sixth Man like Lou Will. I also have Lou Will. Yesterday he scored like 30-plus points. OKC. They lost, but I mean... He he is the six man. He's a he's a walking microwave. Mm, oh, his numbers went up big. Okay, um, walking microwave. Jamal Crawford is no longer. I mean, he's still doing his thing, but he's I almost he's forty. Like ten points a game. Yeah, I'm not really feeling that. He still got the sauce though. Yeah, he still got a little bit of sauce. But Lou Will is our next generation of uh, six man. Six man. You know him. Eric Gordon could win it, but he's been starting and playing out of his mind. Yeah, hopefully Chris Paul can come back and win that six man of the year award. <laughs> is okay. I heard this question on the starters. You know. What's the best backcourt in the league right now? For, uh, based on these fir- this first month of basketball, Stephen Clay. You still think it's Stephen Clay? Harden, well, Harden and Gordon. Actually, Harden and Gordon was. I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on CJ and Dame either. Them boys out in Portland. They just lost to the Nets. I'm okay. Okay. So a lot of teams are lost to the Nets. The Nets have been playing really good. This you sounded like me with Alonzo Ball. Now he said, "Okay, hey, let me tell y'all." Uh, un, well, not under team, but low radar back with that's putting in some work. Uh huh. Reggie Jackson and Avery Bradley. I got Avery Bradley. He's been playing good since KB gave him to me. I didn't give him to you. We made a legitimate trade that I think trade. we both Don't sleep on Jared Jack and Tim Hardaway Jr. either. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Wait, but <laughs> did he just say Jared Jack? Jared Jack is a starting point guard in, in New York right and now. And we're sixth in the playoffs while you laughing. Hey, I saw that this morning. The Bulls are 12th. Which is great. They've already won too many games, if you ask me. They're 2-8. You said they won too many. Too many. It's literally too many games. They should be 0-10 right now. But um, back to, to Eric Gordon and James Harden. They're legitimately like one of the best backcourts in the league because Aaron Gordon is averaging uh, uh, Eric, Eric Eric Gordon is averaging over twenty. They're like fifty six points per game together. Harden is third in scoring, fourth in assists. Mm, I like those numbers, and me trust too. me, they'll come up in oh, a couple seconds yes, when we talk will. about another award. MVP. But what, what's another great backcourt? Oh, the Lowry and the Rosen. They're they're not up there anymore because Lowry's struggling out this world. Um, and you guys got you guys got on my ass. When I made when we made the first podcast and I said I did not like him, Raptor fans that we have that watch the show was like, why? Give him some love. They always go crazy when we when I talk negatively about the Raptors, but it's the rap. They're just there. That's yeah. what I think about the Raptors. They're I, just there. I'm so glad my favorite team why, ain't like that. Just why stuck. Saying, yeah. Why no one's saying John Wall? Yeah, Bradley I was, thinking I, was that too. I was about to say that one next. But I mean, they're they're also kind of starting off rock, rocky. They're six and five. John Wall started off not bad because he's still averaging twenty, but his but numbers like are down thought. a little bit. Right? Yeah. Somebody at the state was that he was the MVP, and I'm. Hey, I still believe in you, J Wall. <laughs> Turn it up, man. Next award. Let's go Coach of the Year, man. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. It's, is it really that we're going to be unanimous on pretty much Van, everything? I had Stan Van Gundy. You got I Stan had Van? Mike D'Antoni. Okay, so we got – okay, let me let me hear y'all reasons. Me too. Stan Van Gundy right here. I mean, he's got that last season they was 10th in conference. Right now they tie for the second best record in the league. No, they got the second. Oh, yeah, tie for second best record. They're tied for second best record in the league. Okay. That's a big improvement. How yeah. Mike D'Antoni, because they lose Chris Paul, they don't miss a beat, they keep it going. They still got, they still probably got legitimate top two best offenses in the league, mm-hmm. and they getting it done out there. And I feel like they gonna keep it going way longer than um, Brad Stevens and the Celtics. So. Brad Stevens is, is working with a lot of injuries, so I have to yeah, tip my head off to that. He's out coaching everybody. Last yes. night when Kyrie went out, they out they played they clamped Came down defensively and got they out coached um, Clifford. 
Steve Clifford, right? Yeah. They went against Charlotte yeah. last night. So they're just—he's just out coaching everybody, and he's working with what he got. One of his star players go out within five minutes of the season, lose two games, and come back on an eleven-game win streak. That's ridiculous. And a lot of that's due to him putting in those guys that yo defense is super important, and if y'all don't play defense, y'all don't win. And they've been clamping. Jason Tatum had a hell of a performance last night. Kyrie, they say he's got concussion-like symptoms. We haven't heard anything else besides that. If he's out for a couple of weeks, oof. This is going to be a team that, I, I don't know. I mean, they won last night without him, but. Can they be hey, legitimate teams without Kyrie? Right. And they still have Al Horford out, too. Speaking of Kyrie thing, Irving, his stats are way under. But I don't think that even matters, bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's so He's playing either. into the system. Yep. And to be honest with you, he's like number two on my MVP vote. And right. that's what everybody was questioning. So, I like it. He's, number, he's probably like number two on mine, too. You know? I just think winning outweighs everything. I've always been that type of dude. Like last year, I thought that James Harden should have won over Russell Westbrook because I think winning is more important than like individual stats. And he's helping his not helping his team. He's leading his team to victories, and he has those moments late in the late in the games yeah. where he's taking that, over that's and where stuff you could like definitely that. Definitely see the Kyrie Irving come out. It's definitely late in that fourth quarter. Or fourth quarter. I mean, he played one minute last game, and they still ended up getting a W. Hey, I just want to bring this up really quick. Everybody's seen that play against the Lakers when he dribbled through like five people, right? Yeah, yeah. I want y'all. That's not that's not good basketball. That that's that's cool to watch, but that's Kyrie. That's just Kyrie. Yeah, but that just kind of happened. That was a fluke play. Like he lost. What makes you say that's not good basketball? Well, you have four people just watching him dribble through every. It's he, not like he was tapping everybody. No, I'm I saying mean, like did somebody say like yeah that's no, not I good mean, basketball. No, because they were. Well, I mean, it wasn't intentional though. Like he yeah, lost the ball. He lost yeah. the ball and like he went. And, and I don't it. think nobody going around saying that that's good basketball. It was just wild. I, I just want everybody to know that's not. If somebody did that on your team, would you be like, oh okay? But it they, wasn't they on, fit it, yeah. it wasn't be, on purpose. Like he was literally, he literally if, lost if the you ball. If you seen me do that on your team, what would you say? If you scored, I'm gonna be like, okay, Mike. But in the first five seconds of that sequence, would you pass, say? Pa- pass the ball, Mike? Exactly right. Well, he couldn't get it. He he was trying to get it, and he was. It was he it has was, a ball and stream. I didn't have to. I, I, I kind of get you. Get him benefit of the doubt because he's got the best handle. It's one yeah. play in 48 minutes. Now, if you're doing that four or five times consistently through the game, we're gonna they, have a, they have do a have sometimes where he's just dribbling the ball. But that's Kyrie Irving. You're not Kyrie Irving, so me, you gonna have a conversation. He did it on the Cavs too. Like I mean, LeBron he, was just giving the ball and having ISO. I'm just saying, if he's in this system, he wants to. You, and sometimes you got to let you know. Well, you know, some, currently the system is working. It is right. So what's he gonna get that ball to? What can you really say? <laughs> Who right else now? are they gonna get that ball to? Mike? Sometimes you just want to see him get his team involved more. Let me just say that he's okay. making those passes okay. now to get. He is, but I can, yeah. I kind of stay on Mike's. Head. There was a point, like, and was it last? Not last game because obviously he went down, but. He looked like LeBron on the play. You know how LeBron makes that big wing pass, yeah. like he'll drive and then kick it yeah, to the corner. Yeah, Kyrie Irving was terrible at that now before. He's doing it. Right, exactly. Before maybe two years ago, he was terrible at that. But that's something you play with LeBron, you get better. And now he's on his own team doing those LeBron type plays. And I think that's but crazy. LeBron probably like, hey, that's what the move. That's what I think the move was. He said, "Damn, I miss my homie Kyrie." Next, we got Defensive Player of the Year. This one was kind of hard for me. I was looking around. I'm like, uh, what team, what person on that team do I do I really believe in? But what y'all got? I just put Rudy Gobert, man. I mean, like, it's it's hard to just single out people defenses now. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's I all, mean, you got. I feel like with like a defensive player of the year, it, it always just goes by stat base. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these words do, but. It's just hard to focus in on that. That's why I think it's always the big man. That's why it was so kind of, I mean, it wasn't weird, 
But it's like unheard of when Kawhi got that mm-hmm. that MVP because the, the block's not there. Audience, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, definitely I, hard because there's so many big men getting so many blocks, and you got to try to track down who's is helping the team mm-hmm. win and who's and then affecting. Not the not team. too many people, except for the people that obviously work in the NBA, look at those advanced defensive stats. I right. sure as hell don't. On a, no, not on a consistent basis. Who you got, KB? I also had Rudy because I mean the best defense in the league. We said was the Boston Celtics, and nope. it's a team. It's team, team yeah. based Effort, yeah. defense. Even nobody though Al Horford's happened that year, nobody on that team was like an outstanding defender except for maybe Marcus Smart. Right, and he's coming off the bench, so he's not getting that. So I also had Rudy, who's in their number three defense in the league, and he's the re- like he is the defense right now. I was stuck between Pat Bev and Rudy Gobert. I didn't know which one to go with. Yeah, I got Rudy Gobert. I ain't gonna lie. I was trying to think of somebody to hurry up to. But. I think he's kind of the easy pick right now because Draymond and the and the Warriors are not having a great defensive year so far. Um, same thing with Kevin Durant, who I thought could have been a dark horse for defensive player of the year. That same team, same struggle, and I just think Kawhi's I just think Rudy, out. Kawhi's out exactly. Yeah. So I just think he's the go-to guy right now. Yeah, most improved. I think that's easy. Let me hear what you got. Zinga. Porzingis. I had Chris Tuss, but I also had Aaron Gordon. Okay. Chris Tuss, Porzingis. I had, I had um, Victor Oladipo. Okay. I like that. I too. like that. Okay. What, what year? Is this Chris Tuss' third year, Ray? It's his yeah. third year in the league. Yeah. So, okay. I, I could see him, too. Usually, I don't like giving it to second-year players. I know in my preseason prediction, you know, I did. You make a jump. Right. And most people yeah. make a jump in their second year. That's Especially just how it works. all by himself. Right. But um, I just think what do you that. T- what do you, why do you throw that in? I mean, he made the, the, jump the, stats that you're, the stats he's getting is almost inevitable. Who made the jump I'm not taking year? anything Brazilian, away. He played amazing last year. He didn't make no jump last year. From rookie year to next year, he played really good. No, no. He didn't make no jump last year. Go back and watch that. <laughs> back to what I was saying, though. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. From 16 to 30 points is a jump. I don't care. Who. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not giving him. I'm going to say, I said, told this, uh, gave this to KB yesterday. I'm not making an excuse. I'm giving an explanation. Oh, yeah, true. True. Yeah, he's not saying that Porzingis doesn't deserve it. He's just saying that this is the reason why he jumped. Okay. The reason well, giving, it, it expedited that jump, right. obviously. Okay. The reason I'm giving it to Victor Ladipo is mostly due to the fact that um, we've been waiting for this. Not necessarily that, but I mean, okay, even in college, you didn't see the flashes that he's going to be a great player. That draft class was trash, and he got drafted second in it, you know? So I just think that he's finally found a place where he can play his game, and I, I legitimately think that he's got better from last year to this year. You I know how so some too. people get to a new team, and they play the, they got the same game, but just the system fits them better? Exactly. I think that he this offseason, he really honed down, besides him dropping R&B albums and stuff, he went to the that gym and got weird. better. I thought, hey, he's got a voice though. I ain't gonna lie to you. He's got a nice little voice. He ain't winning no no awards for his album, but he's got a nice little voice. I, yeah, I like. I think the team fit him too, though. To be honest, I, I think Miles Turner and um, who else they got on the team? Sabonis. Uh, who's the other guard? Darren Collison is their starting PG. Yeah, and Corey Joseph. I think that's just a better running team for him compared to Aaron Gordon and Fusevic. They kind of not as. Um, is Thaddeus Young still on that team? Yeah, he's still there. They got a bunch of like two-way players on that team. My bad. But, yeah, I think they just run better with him. And not, and not literally running, but they just fit better, my bad. In his last year location, he just couldn't do anything because of what team he was on and who he was playing with. Very still, like Alfred Payton. You know, those guys don't don't stretch the floor for you. Um, Alfred Payton and, and Gordon. Um who would they have at the three? <laughs> you, you. I think you're you're a year off. He came from OKC, dude. Oh, damn. 
Yeah, yeah, he spent the last year in OKC. That that's so bad that that just went blank in my mind like that. Yeah, that means, he was literally like that. Mean, nothing yeah, going on. Yeah, that means that that's how bad of a year that that was for him. Yeah. Wow, I don't even think it was him, bro. I just I don't think so either. Russell Westbrook just t- took him a step back. Yeah, that's why I think Robertson played because he don't get to touch the ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same thing with um Stephen Adams. Like they don't, they don't, they don't need to call and play for them. They gonna, they gonna yep. get the hustle plays out there. And that's why I was telling y'all before the, the show started. Coming into the season, Paul George was like my number one favorite player, and now he's kind of dropped to like five because his, the play style is just so different. He's just shooting shots because Russell Westbrook is gonna handle that ball for most of the possession. MVP, James Harden. James Harden. James Harden. Hey, we unanimous here, man. I also have James Harden. Wow, and I don't think what? the buzz is really big on James Harden right now. Which is what he, I like, because when it has been, he ain't got it as awards. He better, man. If he continue this type of play where Chris Paul comes back, his numbers are looking the same, his team is still winning, there's no reason for him not to win. Bring him he off has the no bench. competition uh, right now. Bring that he's, man off the bench. He said he's, gonna try to, he's definitely going to stagger their minutes played. I'm just trying, like... So, I mean, he's not... That's only said that? Yeah. Okay. What happened to the Greek freak hype, man? His it, team's not winning. He's putting up his numbers. His teams just don't win. That down. Yeah, hey, they won last night. Hey. Yeah, they but did. They yeah, did. It'd be Eric Bled. I just think it's the fact that his team's not winning too much. They're five and six at, even after last night's win. But his numbers are still looking good. He still gets that ball. He's still averaging 31. But, like, again, I, I value wins over everything. And you know who's making his team win? James Harden. You know, that game against Cleveland the other night was crazy. He was doing everything. And the game before that, isn't that the 56-point game yep. of 7-7 seven seven from 3? 13 assists still. It's, it's ridiculous. He is my I favorite. wish I could play like him. <laughs> Tell me about I he mean, play, you the same. Yeah, you be in the NBA right now. The way he play, play like, like he played the same way he played in the Drew League, the same way I've seen him play in college, the same way he played when he came off the bench at OKC. It, like he just you know how some people game a change uh some people might be in the NBA and they might play a little conservative and you might see them in like a shy league or Drew League and they play in an entirely different game. Like he played the same no matter what. And I like it. That step back three is ridiculous. Before we move on to the next section, here's a word from our sponsor. Basketball season is finally back, and you know what that means. It's time to put your basketball knowledge to the test with one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings. DraftKings is giving away over $400 million in prizes this season. That's more than 10 times what Los Angeles is paying the king himself. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. Draft your team is simple. Just select eight players and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. Earn points when your players score, assist, block, rebound, and more. The best part is you get to draft a new team Every day without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of basketball into cash. Download the app or head over to DraftKings.com now and use my code BACKBOARD to support the show and play free with your first deposit. And remember, there'll be $400 million in total prizes up for grabs throughout the season. That's code BACKBOARD to play for free with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back to the show. Our next segment is a game we're going to call the Panic Game. So as the host, I'm going to be saying 10 teams or players that have started off rough this first month of the season. And my co-hosts, I got to decide whether or not they should be panicking. Are y'all ready for this? I'm not panicking over Lonzo Ball. Are y'all ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. The first person or team on my list is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Five and seven, one of the worst defenses in the league. Are y'all panicking? I don't know yet. I'm torn. I'm panicking, but at the same time, I'm trying to tell myself not to panic. I'm the same way. I feel like 
they can fall or they can strive. And I don't know. Because they haven't shown no signs of getting better. But they exactly. Can and how better. much longer do you want to say uh, they can turn it up anytime? Yeah, and LeBron's saying we can't wait on Isaiah Thomas to come back. And I think that's true because you don't know when he's coming back and you don't know how far behind you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So you got to do it now or never. I don't, I think they shouldn't panic, but they should definitely turn it up now. Because if they wait too long, they're going to just have to play even harder for the playoff scenes. They're going to have to play harder in the playoffs because they're not going to have that groove yet. So they should have a, some sense of urgency right now. But the best thing about them is, do they really have a threat? I, I'm a believer in the Celtics. The way they've been playing, I honestly believe in the playoffs. That, you think they, they can beat the Cavs in the I seven think they, I series? think they could. Am I saying they would be the favorite, or I would legitimately pick them? No, but I'm saying it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Yeah, and like the resolution to struggling is usually what a trade, yeah. which is like is going to make it. Could, is that even going to work? Because right now it looks like they need some continuity and some chemistry on the court, and a trade really is the opposite of that. And you have to start all over to integrate whatever pieces or person that you get from a trade. So I'm torn, man. Like, I'm panicking, but I'm trying to keep cool for them. And it's like, I don't know. They still don't know how they start in point guard or they're starting center. So. Or they're they, backup they, point yeah, guard. Yeah, first of all, they're going to need somebody to rebound the basketball. Yeah, just, that, that game, I mean, yes, they don't have Tristan Thompson. They got killed they, on the glass yeah, against the, the Rockets. I think yeah. it was like 17 to 4. Like and that was PJ rebound. Tucker late in the game. And they gave, yeah, they rebound. lost the game from yeah, they, offensive rebound. It was a little and, time uh, where they gave up bro, four and possessions. Yes, and yes. for y'all who know about basketball, what is the offensive rebounding all about? It's about who wanted more, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like having the old one, the oldest team in the league, they don't really have that go get it feeling no more. You know what I mean? Y'all seen that play with Dwayne Wade with his hips on his hand, hand on his hips? No yeah. offensive possession. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a clip out there. Where they have offensive possession. Dwayne Wade just behind the three. With his hands on his hips. That's the, as if he knew, like, no reason for me to even do nothing because <laughs> one of those. OKC Thunder, 5-7 and seven after winning last night. Starting off struggling, similar to the Cavs. They made a lot of moves this offseason, and they're also struggling, similar to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Are y'all worried about the OKC Thunder? Yes. They, they have the worst clutch time performing team in the league thank you in the whole league thank you for bringing it up because yeah, that's why that's i was big. worried that's big um it was not it's not a problem about the players because we all know they have three good players that can win some games um but to me it's about billy donovan and you bringing up that clutch um i recently i think this past week they came on tv a couple of times and i watched their games and um when adversity hits and a team goes like on a run or something like, out of a timeout, like, they don't have any execution out of a timeout or during the clutch, as you mentioned. And I think that comes down to coaching. That, like, it's so it's only so much one-on-one basketball can do for you, especially when it's the fourth quarter. It's two minutes left and you're down five. Is Russell Westbrook dribbling at the top of the key really the answer? And how much are you going to just, like, try to get away with that and rely on them one-on-one? And then, I guess, in that game against Sacramento, they simply just got outplayed. By mm-hmm. the young guys. They came out and just played, bullied them and played on the glass. They outplayed them all around. They still have the number two defense in the league. And you, you wouldn't think that by their record, but they're still playing good defense. It's just that clutch time factor is really a hard thing for them. And they you got, wouldn't think that because they got three closers on their team. That could be a problem, too, because who do you go to? Right. The thing I think is that when – because these guys are all from basically last year. These were the guys that have to close out the game. Yeah. 
These were the guys that you looked at to be that man. Mm -hmm. Now, collectively together, it's kind of not even who do you go to. I think it should be a team effort or at least that three-man effort to do that. Yeah, It's going to make it easy on to them. I mean, lately, if they do need their clutch shot, I just go whoever either has a hot hand or who's going to be open. I mean, Russell Westbrook is probably the most unguardable player on that team, so you got to be the person to look at, but... But even if know. you do do that, you would run a play, right, and not just say Melo and get the ball right here on the elbow, and we're gonna clear it out for I you. I mean, it's so, it's so circumstantial. It depends how much time is on the clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I got one in one point five seconds to get a shot up, I'm probably give it to either Paul George or Melo because that's my best shooter. But I mean, Russell Westbrook in those times has been known to knock down those tough shots. So you really don't know who to go to at this point. And even from a coaching standpoint, that's a pretty hard decision to make, ain't it? Yeah, no, it is. But even if you – my thing is even if you decide a player to go to, I would like to see some offense ran. Yeah, I really think that when he when Co- uh, Coach Donovan runs those plays, it should be like a, like a team play, like almost like a motion. Like it should have multiple people moving. That way they can't say – You know who would do that? And who does do that? Brad Stevens. I, so you got one action on one side of the court, and you got some other action on the opposite side. Roberson and Steven Adams are some aggressive screeners, so mm-hmm, yeah. you can get one of them people open. You, you got Melo and Paul George coming off down screens. Russ were at the top. Like, there's ways you can get that going. I would, I would allow Melo to screen for Paul George and then uh, flare off. Flare off. Somebody got to take the ball out. No, I'm well, talking. No, ain't nobody taking the ball out. Why you gotta get bucket that quick? Because <laughs> I was just talking about in a situation oh. where it's one and a half seconds left on the clock. Oh. oh, okay. Well, I mean, in that point, I mean, every coach is gonna have to come up with a play when you're yeah. catching off the catch. The, that I, goes on to I got coach. Paul George taking a shot. Is that I do too? I think he's the best player. Yeah. When it comes to clutch moments, I feel like he's the best one at getting his shot off. And he like one of the worst <laughs> clutch moments. Though. All of them are. All of them. Are. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, stats, <sighs> stats can can be a, a handful sometimes. But you gotta, I guess when we talked about this in a chat, like before the season started, we was like, you got to look at it as they, those are the people who had to take those shots, and that's why their percentages look so bad. With the Pacers, I've seen a lot of Paul George make a lot of shots to bring them back into the game, and now it's time to win the game, and it's like his fifth shot in a row. So it's like... The percentage of that, that shot going in decreased. Because he's already just hit three in a row to bring them back in. it. So. That's why I said these players are coming off teams where they had to be that man, but now that it's a group effort now. Yeah. It's just going to make it easier for them, and it's going to make them jail quicker. It's going to bring that trust factor because that's the problem Russell Westbrook had in the, uh, in the past. He doesn't yeah. know who to trust with the ball. Exactly. I'm pretty sure he trusts them. Well, I mean, they he going, trusts them because they're superstars. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times have we seen that show now? I mean, Carmelo hit some big shots, but it hasn't really translated to that many wins. And they in the, they in, they not knees like the Cavs. They they gonna have to figure it out. What we got next? Milwaukee Bucks are five and six after last night's W. Um, they did just make a move for Eric Bledsoe, so maybe they were panicking a little bit and they like we need another player on this team. But would y'all be panicking right now with the Bucks struggling, even with a player MVP caliber player in Giannis? No, because they just got Bledsoe, and you don't know how that's gonna work out. Give it a couple weeks. If it's not working, then yeah, maybe panic. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna just look at it from the standpoint that you have a player who is as good as Greek Freak he had an amazing start and it didn't translate to wins mm-hmm. so um, is Eric Bledsoe really that much of a difference maker I, I'm not sure uh, that she has to be seen but I would definitely be not pan uh, a little panicky 
Because what more more were Matter of fact, you're right. I wouldn't panic because of Jabari Parker. I just forgot about Jabari Parker. But then again, I will be panicking because he's coming off that second ACL injury. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I probably will be panicking. I, I will be panicking. I, to me, in my opinion, this is a top four team, especially with Eric Bledsoe. I mean, he's only been back for one game, but they should be definitely uh, have a better record than they do now. If your best player playing at his best and it's not translating wins, then you're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, oh, before you even go on, they're going to need their bigs to step it up. That's why I wish they would have got Tyson Chandler, man. Man, Don was big. getting bullied last night from whoever, from LaMarcus Aldridge, and they switched him. Powell gave him a bucket. He He's super like thin. He just don't have the the body mass to, to compare to like LaMarcus, who's all body mass, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got back down, up old-fashioned buckets getting on him. And John Henson's not much better. They're known supposedly for their length, sh- their length and shot blocking ability, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily translate to good defense, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are struggling there. Luckily, they did pick up a better. I mean, we can't discredit what um, Michael Brogdon has done, but Eric Bledsoe obviously is a better player. He's going to help them tremendously defensively. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that can hold his own. They still have Brogdon. I mean, he he's going to lose this. He's not the PG anymore. Clutch he's a shooting guard though. Late late in the game, um, he was in that final lineup that they were trying to close up the game. He didn't start. It's Tony Snell got the start, but like clutch time minutes, Brogdon and um, Eric Bledsoe were on the court together. Mm-hmm. The Washington Wizards are six and five right now, over five hundred in the playoffs. But would you be panicking because this is a team that we consider one of the top two to three teams in the Eastern Conference? But right now they're starting off pretty, pretty horribly. Would you be panicking? No, I believe in John Wall. I feel like I feel like he can easily get them on track. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm panicking right now because their supporting cast is playing pretty well. I mean, you can't count on John Wall to struggle. He's not even struggling. It's just he's not living up to the expectations we put on him this year. So we kind of seem like he's struggling. Bradley Beal is kind of bringing Bradley Beal. He's just mainly a scorer. He'll give you some rebounds, some assists. But if their stars can pick it up, then they should be fine because they sporting the Cavs playing phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not panicking either because, like, like they said, they believe we believe in John Wall. We know what their style is about. Otto Porter is having a career year in every category. So. You know, if like the supporting cast was struggling, I don't know if I would have that much faith for them to step it up. But you know John Wall was going to turn a corner eventually this year. Same with Bradley Beal, so no worries. The New Orleans Pelicans are 6-6 six and six right now. Would y'all be panicking? Or is, are you, you're, y'all looking at me like, that's good. Yeah, well, well, what's the bad part? The yeah. bad part is they got all the money tied into Drew Holiday. They got Anthony Davis. And then DeMarcus Cousins has one year left on his contract. So if things don't work out this year, would you be panicking about the future of this this team? Even if DeMarcus does come back, they don't have money to even build around them still because they still got all the money in Drew Holiday, Amir Ashik, Alexis Agensa. They wouldn't really have money to improve the team. So I'm, I'm not talking about this year. They're not contenders this year. But as far as the overall outlook on the franchise, would you be panicking? Yes, I would be panicking because, like you said, the money's not there. So it's not really be hard to sell boogie to come back um and then if you trade him what what are you really going to get at this point um and then that would have to frustrate anthony davis because even if the cousins go still not any money to replace him yep and um i don't see anthony davis having a hunger or thirst to come back to that situation so now you could potentially lose your two best players for nothing potentially um 
that's just not a good situation. And then they're not as bad to where they're about to stock up on picks either. Mm-hmm. So now you're thinking about you getting the ninth, tenth, eleventh overall pick, which aren't usually franchise changers. And Drew Holiday is in a hot commodity to trade off Alex, whatever his last name is. Omer Sheik. Those no. are contracts that, that won't be moved because exactly. nobody wants so. them. It's funny. I forget. It was something I read it, but it was talking about, like, I forget what the, the term was, but it's something that they can, like, waive Omer Ashik or some, like, medical reason. Some reason they oh. can just get rid of that cap space. Or but amnesty. Be, yeah, be, but because he played, like, for four minutes in, like, February or something, <laughs> it messed it up. So he couldn't be. Because it was like, you, ha- you have, like, the, um, they're able to do that. I forget what I might have to look it up, but only a year after uh, the last time he played. So if he didn't play that February fourth game, then they were able to move him somehow and free up their cap space. But now they did, and you know how they pushed the the trade deadline up. Mm-hmm. So now they, you know, he's just they're just stuck with him. Wow. I, I got to look up the article. Then. Next, Cal Lowry. Has started off horrendously to this year. He's averaging 13 points per game, shooting 41%. Basically, he's having the worst, worst, yeah. Not necessarily because when he came to the league, he wasn't that good. But in this, in this, compared to last year, he's playing bad, really bad. So would y'all be panicking about a 30-year-old point guard, Cal Lowry? I would be panicking. I'm not panicking because I told y'all Toronto weeks ago that he's not the answer. Matter of fact, I told y'all years ago, chubby point guards are not the answer. He's on his way to being the next Raymond Felton. DeMar DeRozan, I'm, 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 I'm mad at you. You shouldn't have went back. Now you got to be in that situation where you could be in Los Angeles, you know, enjoying the weather, playing with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, with Luke Walton, Brian Shaw, Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka. <laughs> now he just named him. <laughs> <laughs> he named the old front office. <laughs> mm, I'm panicking. Shout out to the Knicks for not trading for Lowry too. What, what's the what's the Raptors record? Do you have it up? Seven and four. Oh, I mean that's not terrible. That's 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 good. That's, that's, that's actually good. Yeah. that's probably what was that top six team in the East? Three They're number four, four. number okay. four in the East. So you got to open them to pick it up. I don't even know if this was on air, but he was just talking about they're just there. They're really Stuck. at that place where they they can become stagnant. If he if he can pick up his play. I feel like they can move up a little bit, but he, he's got to perform better. He, he's way too old. Seeing that they're so, seven and four and he's playing as bad as he is, is kind of maybe good. it's not that bad yeah, of a situation. Because hopefully he can pick it up. This is not the Kyle Lowry we used to. Or see. you can trade him and go a different direction. He's thirty one. He still has three more years on his contract, and he's by the end of his contract, he's making thirty three million dollars a year. Not too many people want to take that contract. If he's playing the way he's playing right now, not too many people are gonna want to take somebody that will take it. You know, it's always a franchise out there dumb enough to do it. Maybe New a York. playoff contender. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't have Phil Jackson anymore. Thank you very much. Next, we got the LA Clippers, who are five and six after starting off pretty well. They were one of the last undefeated teams at like four and zero, but now they've fallen. They're one and six over the past seven games. Would y'all be worried about them? I'm worried because it was not that Blake at the beginning of the season wasn't going to last. Everybody should have known that, and then. They weren't gonna. Con- well, no, 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 no. What? I'm talking about him shooting all those threes. Like he was shooting like he still averages five threes a game from the three at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's at thirty eight percent. Okay, dropped ten percent. He wasn't gonna continue that. 
Um, I don't think that necessarily translates to the win. Yeah. Yeah, that's a does. He was him hitting maybe one or two. He's averaging twenty two, eight and four. Yeah. Okay. And he's the problem. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's the problem, but his level of play wasn't going to continue as the way it was at the beginning of the season. And then DeAndre Jordan was going to continue averaging eighteen rebounds. I think the one of the main problems is the guy Gallinari, who they relying on, is not doing anything. He's just there right now. He he kind of he always disappears and come back, and he did that with Denver a lot. Who are the, who's their starting shooting guard? Austin Rivers. I think they're starting Austin Rivers. Oh, that's gone. they have a lot of inconsistency in their lineup. Patrick Beverly is going to give you intensity every night on defense. Um, One night he'll give you maybe twelve to fifteen. Other night he'll give you five. Exactly. Austin Rivers, same thing. Same exact thing. Gallinari, same exact thing. DeAndre Jordan isn't an offensive. He averages ten points. So and most of that's off lobs. And then you know we seen Lou Williams come alive the other night with his outburst, but they can't rely on that. Exactly. So the only consistent thing they have in that starting lineup offensively is Blake Griffin. At some point, that's. Your starting shooting guard can't be Austin Rivers. I'm sorry. I'm an Austin Rivers fan. Like them at Duke, but that's just the truth. Yo, you cannot. You, you will not be taken serious in the league if your shooting guard is Austin Rivers. In this situation, you want to start panicking, mostly because, like he just saying about that offense, because the identity they wanted to build after Chris Paul left is they wanted to be that grit kind of grind team that was going to beat you inside with them two bigs. And they started off like that with them three bigs. That's a big front court when you add Gallinari in there. He's 6'10", yeah. 6'11". So I feel like they kind of in that situation where Memphis was not too long ago where they was that grit and grind team, but they weren't going to score people. Mm-hmm. And right now the league is hot. I mean, if you're not scoring, you, you're going to get left in the dust. So who would you look to expand on that team to get something? I mean, Gallinari has obviously got to be that person to beat, but... Like I said, he's been inconsistent for years. I don't know if he's that much of a hot ticket to trade or people be looking at. I'm looking at DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, moving can, DeAndre what Jordan. We, what can we move and get for DeAndre Jordan to put yeah. in that front, that backcourt, and, and boost us up? You know? Gallinari has sat out the last two games with a strained left ass cheek, by the way, for y'all that were wondering. Which we could expect. You know, he's that, he's that type of player. He's always going to have a knick-knack injury. Last but definitely not least. This is going to be a long topic. I already know Lonzo the words that's Ball. Are you panicking about Lonzo Ball? 29% from the field, 22% from three, worse than the league over people that shot over 53 so far this year. Are you panicking about Lonzo Ball? I want to hear Mike first. As a Lakers fan, are you panicking about Lonzo Ball so far this year? I tweeted this out. I said, I'm, I'm not giving up, but I'm disappointed. I mean... He wasn't the top scorer we all, well, not all of us, but the Lakers are projecting him to be. If you look at the stats, he's getting the rebounds because he's 6'6". He's passing balls. We know he should. But he's just playing. If you, you was a big, you was uh, the main dude talking about looking at people's body language. He just looks like he's not in, in having intensity in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it's coming from. And I try to, I try to think about it. And I compared it to what I like high in a math class. So <laughs> let me let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Go ahead. Do you think? When I was young, I don't know, maybe throughout high school, I didn't have to ever study math. I didn't have to look at nothing. I just came there, did Can't my show up, and did your thing. And okay. it was easy, right? Now he's getting to one of the, the best, uh, most competitive leagues in like in sports. 
and now he's going to struggle a little bit. A little bit. You see him when he attacks the whole. I said this to you earlier in that group chat. He, should not, he shouldn't be as aggressive. And let me clarify. Shooting-wise, he shouldn't be that aggressive yet. He doesn't, he doesn't really have that finesse. Not even finesse, but he's, he's going to the hole lackadaisically. That's why he's missing layups. He's finally got people that's going to contest his shots. I mean, he can get to the basket at will. Like I just said, he's 6'6". Who's going to stop him? He just got to put more effort into his game. His aggressive has to be all over the court. You got people dogging him. Not even just people, not even the superstars, but you got rookies dogging him. Pierre, are you panicking? I'm last. I want to go last. Okay. Derek, you panicking? Of course. Like I, well, when we, we said, I said it off the air. It looks like he doesn't belong now. He just. Doesn't belong where? I want everybody to know exactly what he doesn't belong where. He does Sometimes it looks like No, that's not what you okay, said no, before okay, the show. I did, okay. I did. I said he does not look like he belongs in the league. Okay. I said that. Right. Because he does not bring that intensity. He looks like sometimes he's lost. Like he don't know what he's doing. He doesn't play aggressive. He's shooting percentage is terrible. He's not living up to the hype of which he was projected to be when he came into the league. Let me let me butt into that. I really don't like I'm not sure we love comparing people and putting expectations for players. I just do not like it no more. I mean we I see the the reason for it, especially with scouting, you wanna see, oh, what can this buy, what is his play like? You don't have to ever go watch him, you can kinda of get a feel. But now we putting people like Brandon Ingram, oh, he's gonna be the next K D. Yeah, right. Gonna live up? How many people have been like KD? Right. I know. I see Miles exactly going to be the next Magic Johnson. They say, Jason Kidd. They were comparing him to Steph, too. Offensively, they say he could be Steph. A lot of people were saying with his shooting ability. I got to know where, y'all, where these scouting reports coming from. That's right. why it's important. Who? Him? My scouting report? No, I'm, not, I'm talking about. I love you. Oh, yeah, because oh, I, I ain't hit no Steph Curry. You might have seen that on YouTube. I've seen that on Steph Curry. He could be the next Steph Curry. Not with that jump shot. I've seen LaMelo Ball, Steph Curry comparison. Yeah. But I, uh, Lalonzo Ball, you can't do that. Dude's 15, 16 years old. They hey, saying because they're shooting. You can because he shoot the damn ball. Everybody shoot shooting. the ball. That's high right. school too. The line way for him. Yeah, he shooting from half court. court though. I would be panicking about his jumper. Okay, I like that. His he's playing basketball. Off, getting his teammates involved. He's doing what he does. That's yeah, that's what we exactly. knew he was going to do. Defensively, he's not actually not playing terrible as a defender. Not at all. Most rookies come in terribly. He's not terrible. He's bad, but he's not terrible. I'll be worried about his jumper because the jumper is hideous. It's hideous and it doesn't fall. You can you can be okay with the guy whose jumper's hideous if it falls. Kevin Martin, uh, Sean Marion, those are guys that can make jump shots. But Lonzo Ball's shot is so nasty that it's not going. In. He was open on a pick and roll three against the the Washington Wizards, and he hit all backboard. You're an NBA player. If you shoot that with confidence, hit rim. You know, I think his mechanics are so broken, and some for somebody not to try to fix it at this point. Yeah, he shot well in college, but this is a whole nother league. This the, the three point line is further back, and not only that, the defenders are better. You play him to his right, he cannot pull up for a jumper because of the way his shot looks and the way it goes, and him being the primary ball handler is hurting him as far as his jumper. For example, his shot again, very similar to Kevin Martin's. Kevin Martin is brought into the side of his head too, but the difference is Kevin Martin was able to come off screens he didn't necessarily have to put the ball on the floor to score with Lonzo having the ball 99% of the time he needs to put the ball on the floor so he's not coming off these screens that people like Kevin Martin or Sean Marion were able to so his shot fundamentally needs to be fixed and, him, and that's where I'd be panicking and him with, even with his shot struggling it's only gonna hurt him more 
Because people going to sag off him, and he's going to have a tougher time getting to that paint. Mm-hmm. Then it also limits his passing lanes. So then the playmaking is eliminated, too. But let me give him the better for the doubt. I can't do that. I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. He can still turn around and shoot him. Oh, no. I'm not saying it's, I'm just I'm saying not saying it's, I'm it's too late. I mean, no, he's, I mean, seven, I mean, he's 19. Like I said, he's got to get his confidence up. There's times where he – like, And I think if you, you change his shot, his confidence will go up because he'll be able to get it off in less than a second and a half. You know, he'd be able to get that quicker trigger, which means that he's able to create his shot better. And that's when the confidence will come in. Let me tell you this, though. If you change his shot, it's probably going to work in the long run. Yeah, because I mean, immediately if you change the shot, it's gonna take some time to get used to, especially because that's a built-in mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take some time. Am I right? <laughs> All right, Pierre, I'm, your, I'm, turn. I'm, your turn. Your yeah, turn. It's your yeah. turn. You got nothing to say. Everybody, I, I'm gonna cut you off if you say something that that's not right. So don't don't think you got this whole segment to yourself. But we listening. Am I panicking? I'm not panicking. Am I disappointed? I like that choice of word. I'm I'm probably disappointed if I'm a Lakers fan, the savior of our franchise that started this bad, poorly shooting. But am I panicking? That's no, I'm not panicking at all. Um, first of all, for a guy who who's shooting the ball that bad, like this is the worst you can shoot the ball. Number one, like it can only get better from here. So I like that. Number two is we get we've seen a guy. He's averaging six points and six rebounds. Like you said, he's not that bad defensively for a rookie. Like he's he's what you expect from a rookie point guard coming into the league defensively. Like if he shoots the ball any better, he's gonna be he's gonna have a fanab, a, a fabulous year. Like if, if any if they, when those stats go up and the shots fall, his he's gonna be flawless. That that's the only part of his game is literally shooting. He doesn't turn the ball over at all, which is something that all rookie point guards go through. He rarely lack, lacks that. The contate like the I hate when people say like say this, but it's the truth. Like he's making that team contagious with the passing. Everybody's getting unselfish, and he's running a show very good for a rookie point guard. Um, my thing about Lonzo Ball that irritates me is something that Mike said, um, and I think he was referring to, that you brought up body language. Um, I forgot when they played the Wizards. What, what day was that? Um, they played a couple Thursday. nights ago. A couple nights ago. So yeah. So Thursday, Thursday before the game, I actually, for whatever reason, while I was waiting for my video to render, I went back and I watched his 15 minute UCLA highlight reel. Then after that, I watched his summer league highlight reel, and then I watched his 29 point game against Phoenix. I, because I'm a guy who watched him for a very long time, and I just wanted to see something to refresh my memory. His body and his swag and his confidence. Just two. It's two different things from when he was killing it in UCLA and since he's been um, with the Lakers. And that's something he needs to pick up. Um, I know he's human, so the ball is not falling, and that psychologically, it's going to do something to your confidence, of course. But he just got to he just got to keep shooting it because it's just a slump. You're going to get out of it. He's never in his life shot the ball this bad. I'm not a fan of changing the shot. Um, yeah, he he bricked and hit the back of the. The, the the backboard, but we've I've seen that before. That's not nothing I've never seen before. You wouldn't change his jumper? No, I would not. I've also seen him the same game uh, previous plays before. He hit one all net. So, like, but, yeah, well, yeah, but that's still yeah. inconsistent as shit. Yeah, and that's yeah, I mean, one reason in, in eleven games, yeah. a more uh, traditional form like 
rightly formed jumper is going to be more consistent. Without a doubt. But it's been 11 games, though. I can can tell you, I can, but I'm saying he's been inconsistent and been bad in 11 games. If this is something that was going on for the entire year or something, then yeah, you would look at that. But you kind of change a guy's shot in 11 games? Yeah. Are you serious? I I thought he should have changed it even in college, but it was falling. So it was like, whatever. Another thing we want to talk about is. But because it was falling. So you're not going to give it a chance in 11 games, though. Dude, the, the college basketball season is 30 games. If, in thirty games, if, if thirty games, he's still shooting twenty nine percent. You not you don't want to change it. It's what the same. Mean? It's the same length as last year. What you mean though? It's what, been eleven games. Has right. Okay. Games. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm asking you. His college, he shot it well. If he does not turn it around in the thirty games, that's equivalent to the college season. No, because you know why? Because like you said, the three point line is further, and it's something you got to get adjusted to. So in, th- in thirty games, the in dude the NBA, is shooting the ball from the left side as a right handed player. That's not man. nothing we've never seen before, though. But li- li- did you not hear what I said? Him being a primary ball handler is preventing him from. But being he's able- shown that he can do it. But, this is, but it's completely different. The, the levels are plate are completely different. I'm just not at, a fan. At, UC, at UCLA, he was not going against guys like Patrick Beverly. He's not going against John Wall. Defense. No, but at the end, end of the day, the end of day is basketball. We don't have to make it too much. It ain't rocket science. It's basketball. You put the ball in the basket. I mean, yeah. yeah every, every level, the every level, yeah, in 11 games. You're panicking in 11. Like, I'm the just, whole game me, we just played I'm, is me, about panicking. Me, and me, you panicked on other things. Me, 11 period, games in. Me, period. What, what did I panic on too you much? Pa- you panicked on to the point where I'm changing somebody's oh, shot. everything. Well, but if you panicking on anything, there's change that needs to be done. But that's a that's a, that panic is over the board. I'm not. I'm. But me, if you want to change your shot, we're just going to agree to disagree. It's not even anything that's got to be like. I'm not trying to convince anybody on not changing the shot because I know for a fact he's not going to change his One shot. He does have to. Change. So that's that's a pointless. So you trying to tell me, to me at the end of this year and he that still- man is not changing his shot. Contrary. That would that would be idiotic. If he's shooting terribly and he would not change a shot, idiotic. This man right here, I don't care who he is. is. I, this could be the best player no, no, ever. No, 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 no. If Jordan had a you have to care, era, bro. You have Lonzo, You really think Lonzo Ball is going to change his shot? If out of he's all people. bad, yes. What? <laughs> what? If he can't shoot the ball, <laughs> you change it. In eleven what? games, he's going to change the shot. At the end of the season, if he's, he's, not, he's shoot, not gonna, so you think he's going to shoot twenty-two percent from the three? Pierre, I'm saying, but do you think that he, he could? Yes, because okay. the shot is right. so broken. All right. All right. If he goes to 35, I'd be okay with that. But okay. still, the fundamental problems, even if he's shooting 35% from I three, I just want to know if the you fundamental thought he was problem, shoot 22% from three. The fundamental problems are there, and they need to be fixed. If that's his, the time he takes to shoot the ball is too long. Okay. But that's I, it. I, I've, I've seen that before, though. Like, his, his give, me things, exa- give me an example of a point guard. That shot like the that, that shot these long shots. Let me just give me one example. Jason Kidd's shot wasn't quick. L- but listen to the difference between Jason Kidd and him. Jason, that he brings it that he brings it over? The difference between Jason Kidd's shot and his shot is the fact that when he did make it, people had to respect it. So he he contributed by getting to the basket. Lonzo Ball's shot is just not it's not falling, so he's not a threat. And you know whatsoever. what else about Jason Kidd? Is that they gave him time to figure it out. But his shot, if you go look at his rookie tape and compare it to when he was an all-star, his shots are different. Right. It just is. So why wouldn't Lonzo but make a change to his it, shot? It's different in very small things. It's not the, a The tr- smallest Jurassic. difference could change Lonzo's career, man. You're saying you're changing his entire shot, I'm though. saying he don't shoot from the left side of his That's body. That's changing his entire motion of his shot. Jason Kidd didn't change the entire motion of his shot. All right, we're going to agree to disagree. That's hey. what I'm saying, which is okay, hey. which is okay. But me personally, knowing Lonzo Ball and the family he comes from, and LeVar Ball, he's not role. changing it. You, But you know it does, Contreras. Like, why are we throwing it out so, the window? So LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball wants his sons to be great. 
If this can make his son great, why would he not agree but, to this? But see, you're thinking from the ass point that he's going to shoot 22% from no, the field. No, I'm the thinking year. about it. The fact I don't that think his he's going to shoot 22% for the rest of his career or at the end of this year. At the end of this year, I can bet some money that he's not, that we're going to look at the stats. Look, so why do you think he's going to shoot? Let me, let me hear you. No, this is the last question I got for him. It's going to be in the 30s to me. 30%? Is I didn't say enough? 30. I said 13. Okay, I don't want to say 39%. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be higher than 22%. So if he shoots It's going to be respectable. It's going to be respectable. If he shoots, if he shoots, if he shoots 30%, that? would you be okay with that? It depends on the aspects of the game. No. <laughs> is, he, is, is, he, is he shooting the same amount of threes? Is he's he's shooting shooting the, everything is the same. It's 30% good. Is, are you okay with him shooting 30%? No, I wanted to go up some more, but I'm not panicking to why I'm telling him to change his shot. Okay. Let me ask you this. So if somebody shoots thirty percent their rookie year from three, you're going to tell them to change their shot. It's, it's, it's not it's even it's the, not even the percentages. Yeah, it's just can, it's how it's hurting him as a basketball player. Well, right now his confidence is lacking. It's a lot of things going into because, his shot. No, 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 no. Without falling. no confidence, without anything, if you have to shoot from a, the, right the, the right side of your body, is it's going to be very easy to contest. Yeah. Is that, so but it's been easy con- to contest his entire life. But we just talked about this is the NBA, isn't it? This I is the, this un- is the best understand. form of basketball I in un- the world. I understand. But like I said, it's 11 games. Can we, if we revisit this at the end of the year and he's shooting 22%, this is a, a real major problem that's going to – Bro, even if I don't he's shooting use the wrong language, 35%, what if this change helps him shoot 45%? But I'm saying, but come on, you think he really gonna just jump you know, to 45? Well, that's, that's a process. That's a that's a year that like that can be multiple years to change a person's shot, and that could really psychologically that's even hurt somebody's confidence more. That's why I said, bro, it's gonna help him in the long run. But what if you change, bro? But, but Stephen what if, Curry came out and said when he was young, he had to change his shot. That's Steph Curry, though, because it was fundamentally wrong. That's you said Curry. when he first started changing his shot, it was broke. He but let me, ask, let, let me ask you Not this question. Not as man is the best shooter question. in the world. Let me answer this question. What if he changes his shot and and nothing happens? I mean, it's a chance that he's got to be willing to take if it's hurting him as a basketball player. <laughs> what if he player? changes his shot and nothing happens? Yeah. What if he doesn't change his shot and he continues to shoot 20% I'm from the field? I'm asking you a question. What I'm asking. Oh, I mean, you, you answer my question with a question? Ask me again. I'll All give you a direct so answer. Ask me a question. What did you it. say? What if he, I, I wouldn't panic over his shot. I'm not a fan of changing people's shots, whether it was Lonzo Ball, Kyrie Irving. I gotta, I, I'm just a I fan. Do you have the um, Are you here? Sure. So, with him having that shot where he got to come across the left side, if he's on the right side and he's on the move, how is he getting that shot off? He doesn't. That's that's. that's that's, so, that's how teams been yeah, playing them. Yeah, I know. If you look at that, it makes him one dimensional. They know on the right side he can't shoot. We he can't play shoot his, off the dribble. We're gonna play the drive and that's it. On at, the left side, they know he's gonna probably take the jumper. At that's this it. point, like you said, you talking about that twenty percent, we're not even talking about that no more. Nah, we just yeah. talking about it as a I'm basketball. Talking about player. The top. I'm I brought up the twenty percent, yeah. Yeah, but it's hurting him. Everybody at this table except you is making that. Which is fine. Which is fine. Like I don't have to agree with what y'all saying. Y'all don't have but to agree with what I'm saying. But, but we're trying to make you, we're you, trying to enlighten you, bro. You're not enlightening me to anything. I see what's on You don't see there. a problem with his jumper. Yes, of course. The first thing you see when you watch lines of ball. When there's a problem, what do you do? Regular. That is when there's a problem, what do you do to problems? You you solve it. And the solving it is to fix his jumper. That's no. the end of that. No, it's not the end of that. But how do you how do you solve it? Tell you me allow how you, solve it. you allow him to get adjusted to the NBA. You keep saying the NBA. It's the NBA. It's so different. Well, let him get let him get some time to adjust. It's just gonna you make him one dimensional. You can't adjust. You know how are you making somebody one dimensional by letting them adjust well, to the game? My God, well, relax. No, relax on a, the no. points that you're making no. because you're no. He to made a legitimate point at big conclusions. That's not a one dimensional play at all. On the right side, on the right side, it would make he's working. So let's put him on the left side. 
90 percent of our offense we're running from the left side of the floor. That's because he's that good. That makes no, now what? Now what? How is it he's easy to guard? No, listen, listen to what he's saying. Defenders, defensive. I'm talking. I'm talking to him. But so he's, he's not articulate. I can okay, articulate okay, okay, what he's saying because okay, I believe, I agree with him. So tell me what he's saying. If I'm defending you, okay. When you def- when people defend me, they play me to my right because my okay. right hand is not. That's my light. Okay. That's not my dominant okay. hand. When you okay. play Lonzo to his right, he cannot get his shot off okay. because he does not have the time. So you've never seen him get a shot off on the left. I'm not saying no. We're talking about the right. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that it is extremely difficult for him. If we go to synergy and look at his hey, numbers coming off some, the right. That's something that Lonzo Wall is going to have to figure out. And you know how you figure it out? By making your jump shot quicker. Or you're going to have to put that extra work in and figure out what you can do by so you don't have to change the shot. Quicker. Changing your shot is a bit like when you've been shooting like no, that for I 20 no, years. I'm not saying it's an easy process, but it's a process that needs to be started. I'm not saying he change it now and then tomorrow he's shooting like Steph Curry, you know, his same mm-hmm. form. But a process that needs to be changing, bro. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. But I'm, what I am going to say is I'm not totally – like, if he's shooting like this, I mean, I can't be totally against it if, if, if he shoots that, 22 minutes. Totally against it this whole time. Because, I, I'm, because I'm against shooting, but I don't want y'all to think it's something like if he's struggling and it's something that's just a problem. He's shooting 22% at the end of the year, and my gosh, Lonzo Ball just couldn't shoot a shot. Then I guess, yeah, you're going to have to – Yeah, of course. Say, well, but I, 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 me personally – Okay, go ahead. Me personally, Pierre Andreessen, which y'all do not have to think like or, or agree with – I am not a fan, no matter if it's Lonzo Ball, if it's Ben Simmons, if it's Brandon Ingram, Kyrie Irving. I'm not a fan of changing shots. That's just me. There's a ben reason should also change his shot, too. I'm he just not a fan of, of, of changing right. shots. That's just let me, it. Let me and I'm not thing. panicking because he's not a one-dimensional him. player. That's right. exactly why I'm not. But if you're talking about on the right side of court, he's one-dimensional. That's just I didn't hear that part. Yes. But go ahead with what you saying. Another thing I watched, he, he's not. he's got to change that vocal. he got to be more vocal. He don't have to be more vocal. I don't think. You don't I think, have to be more I think vocal. he definitely should. It's times where not even vocal. He be in the huddle, don't say anything. It's times where he's standing out of the huddle. We, but that, but again, that's something we've seen. This is every your future point guard. Point guard. Has, this is your every point, point guard, guard hasn't been vocal. Every success. Steph Curry is a great isn't a point vocal guard. Hasn't been vocal. Steph Curry isn't Chris Paul vocal. I'm just saying, if he wants to be a leader, if and we, again, we're talking about a rookie point guard in 11 games. We're asking a lot out of Why him. Not can, can, we, can we allow him to make some Why shots first? No, this is not even shooting. You know how you make shots? Can we allow him to make some shots first? Bro, this is not even. This is what he does. This is I'll what just, his expertise is leading a team. Why right. not add and he's that doing, vocal He's doing fine leading. This is not a championship team that's Bro. losing because the Lakers are doing good right now. Did you expect the Lakers to be like this? No, they playing better. Let me ask you. Let me ask If you can improve something, why not? I'm not saying he shouldn't approve it, but I'm saying that fo- why would you focus on that right now for a rookie he, point this guard? Is some, he, just, he just brought up a point that this he, he is, wants this to see is better than his point guard. Right. And I'm saying right this now, is the guy that they traded the, the, the past number two pick to lead and the I'm, team. That's fine. Okay, okay, okay so yeah, I'm going to just... Which I just y'all think, no, 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 let me agree. tell you something, so, Okay, I agree. You are so... You're but so, why do why do people... No, can I say my point? Go ahead. You're such a Lonzo Ball fan, which is okay, but you don't want to see him do... He literally just said, I want him to be more vocal. And you just went on. Why he got it? No, he just wants because, him to be because, a more vocal because, player. But, but he's honest, not but saying you got to be Chris honest, Paul. Bro. You're, you're such a Lonzo Ball not fan I'm that not, you're not no, understood what I'm saying. I've like, said multiple times that I like Lonzo. Me, you but just listen, don't hear that's it. You just don't e- hear that's it. such the easy thing to say before you about the dog. Somebody, listen, I'm a fan of him, but but no, but but listen, but he he's has tw- not saying hey, nothing out of the realm of possibility. He wants his point guard to speak more. He had 29 points, but. 
he shot 27 points. Uh, he, yeah, he had 10 assists, but when he took two shots. I don't I want to see. So it's always a but. That's why I, I, I said want, that. Why, why wouldn't I want? Should I be satisfied with mediocrity? No, I'm not saying that. That's, that's, that's it. But, but I'm saying it's okay to, to, to say, okay, oh, that was a good game. When I, well, yeah, yes, I said that. Or, or I, I like do. that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I do. But, 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 this, what I'm, but, this, but this is what I, I'm saying when about. When I watch Lazo Ball, I'm, if I'm watching the play, I'm tweeting, man, that's one hell of a full court pass that he threw. I oh, man. He hit all, all backboard. He, Why but not? he did. <laughs> but how many players do hit the backboard and you don't say anything? Well, you know how many Bulls players have hit all backboard but listen, on air ball but listen, game? Listen, listen. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, no. <laughs> but this, this, this is the reason why. So a Bulls player has never air balled and hit all backboard? But listen, can I talk, please? I want to talk, too. The reason I point out this Lonzo thing, I want him to be great. And I just I do don't too. like the people like you that don't want to see him get get better, man. That's why it. don't I want why wouldn't I want to see him? Because when we get talk about him getting better, you say, man, you gotta wait. You gotta because wait. Because people are, because people like y'all, and, and first of all, quite frankly, first of all, I want to say this. It just, what I do or what I say or how I care it shouldn't affect anybody. It shouldn't you don't have to give a damn about if I'm if I want to defend lines about it. it shouldn't affect nobody personally, or you shouldn't really give a fuck. That's number one. Number two all I'm saying is everybody got a magnifying glass on what this man should be doing. Boom, boom. He should be more vocal. Okay, his shot not far. Let's change his shot. Let's be more vocal. I want you to have more body language. I want you to talk more. Do this and do that. Can he play and find himself as an NBA basketball player? He's a rookie. This is his first time but, in the NBA. Okay. But you want to you want to hear why? You want to hear why people are but because of him? Of his dad. The reason why people watch him with a magnifying glass. It's not because of what his dad says. It's because of the hype behind him as a player. He's the next Jason Kidd. Okay, I can see the similarities. He's in. He's the the next franchise leader of this Lakers team that has this is known for their huge dynasties. But I agree with you. 100% that it's only been 11 games, but some fundamental problems need to be fixed. That's legitimately it. Him taking a second and a half to try to get a shot off the dribble, that's not that's too much time. Him being the leader of your team and maybe not as vocal or Mike said he's not in the team huddle, that's something you want to see improve. You know what he does great? Getting his teammates involved where he's on the court. Rebounding as a guard. Doing those crazy outlet passes that we saw the other day against Washington. He's great at those, but he needs to get better in his scoring ability. He needs to get better at what Mike said, being the vocal. That's literally it. That's all we're saying. I'm done talking. If you want to put in, you can, or we can move on to the next thing. Recently, after the Suns versus Clippers game, Josh Jackson commented saying that he has to guard Blake Griffin with a little bit more profanity to it. I'm not going to do that. But I just want to transition into the feeling that we moving into a, a space and pace type NBA uh, league. Traditionally, we used to bang down low teams like, you know, Alonzo Mourning with uh, Larry Johnson. Those are teams that's going to beat you down. We've seen the Memphis Grizzlies was like one of the last traditional teams. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think we can ever go back to that? I mean, we we coming into like these small teams. Where we, like I said, Josh Jackson is about 6'7", playing power forward. I mean, eventually some teams are going to be taking advantage of this and may, may even move back to this because, I mean, Blake Griffin is kind of a traditional player. He's trying to expand his game. Um, who else is traditional? Lamarcus Aldridge—he's got a face-up game, but he's kind of a traditional back you down to the basket big. Do we think we could see come back to this again? Oh, uh, man, um, if we if we did see come back, it would take some dominant back to the basket big man. And that, but I think everybody's trying to transform their game to fit it that it won't be. And we get, we see guys like Jaleel Okafor who are suffering from it. 
So it would take like a, a big surge of like back to the basket players that I, I don't I don't I don't see it. And I don't think the NBA wants it because back then when they had those slow paced uh, teams back to the basket, patient offenses, it, the league wasn't as on fire as it is now. People want to see the, the spacing and the three point shooting and exciting and the 130 points in games and 65 point halves and things like that. People like that. They'll sell tickets. Um and that's how you get no TV deals because yeah. people are watching that's and people true. want to see that. So yeah. I don't I don't know if the NBA would even encourage that because it is a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And like to me, I don't know. I don't even know if I mentioned this before, but before all the injuries and all the drama, Andrew Bynum was one of my favorite players because he was a and he was a, and he was a Laker. Don't I lie. Mean, not even Laker. I just liked his game overall. He was a low post person. He gave, I mean, he got the uh, respect from Shaq. Yeah, yeah, because you know what I'm saying? That he was move. a traditional big. And I feel like, I mean, if it takes maybe one or two teams to get back into that, and they could really bully some people down low. I mean, you got Jason Tatum playing the four. Yeah. Who can get but, down um, You know what I mean? Will it come back to the league? I don't know. But should some teams try to do that? Yes. My way to the advantage because not all these small ball teams going to work. If I was is a, going small ball. If I was a team, I would try to be, like, if I had nothing to, to like, Build around, or if I like, I wouldn't mind trying to get back to that. Some teams should do it because you're right. So many teams are going in the direction of trying to be fast and trying to be small that any team that goes into the direction of trying to be big, they're going to stand out and automatically have an advantage. And if you do it right, it could be effective. And I and they talking about like it's kind of getting not even getting away from shooting, but it wasn't as relative as it was in the previous you know years of the NBA. Right. But if you still have that shooting around great post scores, mm-hmm. then it's just gonna make everybody Especially better. Especially guys that command a double team. Yeah, so, yeah. We've seen that with people like I mean Dwight Howard in the past. They surrounded him with shooters with Hedo Turgaloo, Jameer Nelson, everything like that. What were you saying? So would it be would y'all be open to New Orleans starting it with AD and Buggy? I was hoping that they would, but even those players are more than just the traditional big. You know who's yeah. second in the NBA in turnovers? Probably Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins. Why? Because Boogie Cousins is handling the ball more majority for that team. There's no way in hell he should be averaging five turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we at the part of the NBA. This is probably the most skilled talent we ever got now because all people do is, you know, dribble. And I'm a believer that it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would just like to see one of those teams because they can bully some teams down low. And like I said, if you play through like playing through post scores was so easy. I mean, you throw it down that they commanded a double team. It was a cut. It was an open three. Because now we're getting to that point where some teams do have ball movement, but a lot of people are just dribbling around. We're watching pick and rolls going through. And it's, you, boy, you sound like you're 45 right now. I mean, I, that's why I say I love. Like I said, I like that that old Charlotte team because they they didn't really have anybody. But they had Lonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, and Larry Johnson. They just bully people. Dale Curry, yep, Dale Curry. He was one. I mean, that's one of the reasons he wanted. Yeah, like I'm saying, that's another great team that was a low post scoring team. I mean, even with David Robinson and Tim Duncan, exactly, bro. I'm telling you, they could definitely take care advantage of these uh, small ball teams. Hey, some teams should go in that direction. That's why I feel like Memphis has stayed as good as they were in the past couple years um, because they had that advantage and they gave teams like. I felt like over the course of the years, the Memphis Grizzlies have always given the Warriors a tough go round because they have they have them they their advantage is where the Warriors lack it, yeah. and that's how you offset it. So, and that's why I think even I mean just because we're going back to a big man age, don't mean they can't shoot. Kristaps he plays his with his back to the basket, mm-hmm. and then he goes out and hits a three. Mm-hmm. It just makes it harder because you don't know who to put on him. You know what I mean? So. I think we should definitely look for some people to go back to that post scoring game. 
We don't really see that no more because, like you said, people just want to shoot threes. The only downside I could think about that is defending-wise, those quicker mm. fours and fives, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, for example, David Robinson was ha- would have his hands full trying to guard a guy like Boogie because Boogie, even though Boogie's huge, he's still way faster than, like, the average big man was or last Draymond year. Or Draymond Green. Like, when Draymond Green gets that rebound and push, that other big isn't going to be able to keep up. You're playing – they playing four and five every time, so they already got the advantage transition-wise. Yeah, you would be asking Tim Duncan to guard Jason Tatum on the perimeter. At this, but at the, at the same time, though – if you have two bigs, you're slowing down the pace of the game, which is good. I mean, against the Golden State, is a historical team. But against a lot of these other teams that always can't get up and down the court, you're going to slow down the pace of the game, and that might throw them out their rhythm. Because, I mean, not every team is going to be like the Rockets and get out there and get all those transition buckets. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely a give-and-take league. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to, you know, if you want to have the size, you're going to give up your quickness. And plus, if you're getting bullied, all, if you're getting bullied down low all day, you're not going to always you know, have the energy to go out there and run. You might have to go down to your second unit, and they might not be as well. So, I mean, it's it's, it's a pick-your-poison type of league. Exactly. And but, they're going to be all beat up from all the screens they're going to be receiving. Exactly. And your, but your big man could get in foul trouble trying to keep up yeah. with these quicker players. True. I mean, well, this is going back to defensive rotation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not even going back to it, but the league is changing in terms yeah. of physicality wise too. We got to remember that. And yeah. you couldn't switch screens. Yeah. Switching screens has helped teams like defensively a lot. But. I think it's something that could. I don't know if the entire league will go back to it. I don't see that, but I can see a team or two trying to do what Memphis has done and, and, yeah, and do that. But I, me personally, I like I like versatile teams. So I'm a fan of what Jason Kidd and Milwaukee Bucks are doing um, with the futuristic type of long team. But because I want, I would want a team that could be able to have size, that could shoot, but we can also, also play, play slow it down, and we can be defensive. Like defensively, we can change screens and all of that. So yeah, that's the type of team I like. But you know, anything is possible in the NBA. Another reason is just the offensive rebounding. Because what team likes to play defense three to four possessions in a row? You know what I mean? It t- it kind of takes a mental toll on the team. But moving on. We got two big Bulls fans at the table. What do y'all want to respond to? Uh, Jimmy Butler saying that he's got that mark, that date marked on his calendar. We trying to be there. That's it. That's we want to be in attendance that game. You know, we need to be. That's it. And the tickets prices are really high compared to like what day is that? Is that February third? February ninth. Got to mark hey, on his uh, calendar. They should have made that a Christmas game. That yeah, people would have tuned into that. But I just think Who that the Bulls are so bad. The Bulls, the, the Bulls don't play. I'm pretty we don't sure. got a game this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure since Jimmy's gone, they don't have a game. Yeah, we don't have uh, any, yeah, anything. Duh. Like, shout out to the – well, not shout out to, but I think it was the Milwaukee Bucks. Did y'all see that picture? The Milwaukee Bucks for the season ticket holders. They put, like, when they were going against the Warriors, there was a picture of Steph Curry. When they went against the Boston Celtics, there was a picture of Kyrie Irving. Or when they went against the Bulls, they just had Benny the Bull instead of a real NBA player. Wow. <laughs> Don't say y'all could have put the rookie on that man. Yeah, they could have. That's what they should have done. But uh, but yeah, we would want to be in attendance that game. I feel like he's gonna try to have a night, and I, I want to see him have a night. Just because one last time. It's either gonna be that. It's either gonna be a night or a night to forget. Because when you try to come out and be that aggressive, you can definitely have a. He said they better game. hope I shoot zero for thirty. <laughs> it's gonna be him, Thibodeau, um, Todd Gibson. They all trying to get their revenge on these bulls, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good one. Why y'all trying to pick on the baby bulls? <laughs> I mean, he, he did say it was either me or the Fred Coy Bird route. Is y'all happy with? It? I know we discussed their trade, but I mean, I I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't. Know. I feel like they should want the Jimmy route. 
I just think that we were too far away. You know, I do too. I just think we were too oh, far away to make it happen. You don't even want to waste his I, Yeah, I, I'm more I, happy. I respect that with him being in a better situation. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, and I, y'all can get to y'all rebuild quicker and accept the fact because y'all could have just been one of these teams that stuck. Like yeah. the Raptors And then Like when the Raptors Realize that they are stuck They're going to be in trouble Because they're going to be like Four to five years Removed from their rebuild When they could have Got started earlier So Thank y'all for listening To episode 14 Of the Through the Wire podcast If you didn't enjoy it It's always good to leave us A rating and share With the homie man When y'all share with the homie The double the uploads Which means Double the downloads Which means that That can increase our uploads Possibly You know We put more episodes out If we see more people Listening to the show Y'all got any last words? Hey For the people that Say they love my voice <laughs> it, it probably didn't sound the same I, I got a little sickness to me So I, I uh, I'm sorry for that <laughs> Big Sacks Brazilians on YouTube MJ is back King of the fourth quarter Do that And um See y'all What Tuesday? Well it dropped Wednesday Yep Oh yeah The, the episode dropped Wednesday Somebody kept A bunch of people In my YouTube comments Saying no, no episode this Tuesday. They drop Wednesday. We record them Tuesday. Wednesdays and, Wednesday. and Sundays. Yes. Wait, should I just put that in the bio of the show? Wednesday and Sunday, so Please. people can stop yeah, asking. I, yeah, I, I got know you. What's the confusion about? All right, we'll see y'all then.